to season two Fit Rec podcast. I'm very excited to get this uh, season started. We're a little late in the season, um, starting off in February, but we are still here. I have my partner in crime here, Bernard. Uh, he'll be joining me for this podcast and the regular podcast for Hello. season two. Welcome, buddy. Welcome. We still have Joe and David and everybody else with us today. Uh, I mean, he's going to be with us tomorrow or whenever we do the next podcast. But uh, today we have Bernard, and he'll probably be my sidekick for this season and the following seasons. Yeah, I'm excited about this. Today we're going to talk about a hot-button issue of mental health and how our physical health is connected to it and how community, which is what we're all about, will help us achieve it. Um, as Anthony said, my name is Bernard. Um, and it's so important, right? Like, we, I mean, mental health is a big, big, um, I think probably in the last probably 10, 15 years, it's been more prominent in the news and everything's going on and, uh, with people's mental health and the programs that we have out there now. But what can we do that doesn't have to cost a lot of money or um, to be able to have people can have access to something simple that they can help with their mental health? And so I think that's what we're going to touch base about today, about community. All right, so uh, let's dive in right now. So one of the hot button issues in the news today is mental health, and there's good reason for that. Um, from this website, Mental Health America, they listed some key findings. It's pretty staggering. Over 44 million American adults have mental, a mental health condition. Uh, since the release of the first State of Mental Health in America report in 2015, there has only been a slight decrease in the number of adults who have a, who have a mental health condition. Um, the rate of youth experiencing a mental health condition continues to rise. Uh, the rate of youth with major depressive episodes increased from uh, 11.93% to 12.63%. There was only a 1.5% decrease in the rate of youth with MDE who did receive treatment. Um, data shows that 62% of youth with MDE received no treatment. Another key finding, more Americans are, are insured and, and accessing care, which is a good thing. Uh, we can continue to see the effects of health care reform on the rate of adults who are uninsured. Uh, this year, there, there was a 2.5% reduction in the number of adults with a mental health condition who were uninsured. But many Americans experiencing mental health conditions still report having an unmet need. Uh, one in five, or nine million adults, wow. uh, reported having an unmet need. Uh, mental health workforce shortages remain. Uh, many states saw some improvement in their individual to mental health provider ratio, but in states with uh, the lowest workforce, there was almost four times the number of individuals to only one mental health provider. So while awareness and, and programs may be increasing, there's, there's still very much a problem, uh, an epidemic really, in terms of scale. Most definitely, yeah. Yeah. I think that the pervading treatment modality has been medication, and, you know, Anthony, you're a healthcare professional, so... Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of support for the use of pharmaceuticals and the management of mental health issues, but I, I think that uh, we're looking to identify other kinds of interventions, right? Yeah. And so, you know, these medications all mess with um, dopamine receptors and some serotonin receptors, and these are the medications that kind of make you um, endorphins that kind of release these happy medica or happy, um, uh, I would say, um, 
I believe, hormones um, right, right. to make you feel a little bit better. But at the end of the day, um, you can do that naturally, right? And how do we do that, right? How, how do we do that in a way that we can feel that way without having to take a medication? Now, I'm not saying this is a fix for everything, but I think that there's a good opportunity and chance to be able to do that when you surround yourself with a community and you're out there getting fit or you're exercising. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It could be walking or jogging and hiking. By itself alone, you'll be able to do this on your own, just exercising. This is the natural thing that you get or natural people feel like, oh, I'm getting this exercise high. I feel happy. Mm-hmm. Just moving. And yeah. you see how it decreases, especially in, if you're up in, up north in, in, a, in a, an area that's really hard hit with um, some winters. People get a little bit more depressive on some of the seasonal changes because you're not outdoor. You're not experiencing the sunlight. You're not exercising doing mm-hmm. these things. You're more inclined to stay inside. And then this whole thing of staying inside, you're secluding yourself, right? Right? So you're not having that community based that you may be used to. Or you're going to the gym or doing something that uh, allows you to be with others. So there's a lot of stuff that entails um, some of you see the uh, some spikes that you see in mental health conditions right. on different seasons. But the, for me, what is can be access to everybody that's easy, that is free, is just going outside to go walk. Right. Mm. That's the first step. Right. Maybe you're not as fit as you want to be or. You know, you're not happy, but just going outside and walking for 10 to 15 minutes, you'll start to feel a little bit better. And then slowly you can build that up and then you can just do it with people, find people that are around you to be able to go walk and do those things and just ensure that part of community. And so a pill is not an end all fix things. There's some in cases where, you know, there's you need it. You know, there's no doubt about it. And I think mental health awareness Mm -hmm. and us being a speaking about a little bit more, especially in the last probably five years or so that people are more comfortable, you know, saying, okay, I do have a problem. And a lot of people, I feel sometimes that, you know, I work in the emergency department and when you encounter people with mental health, it's almost like a shame. They feel ashamed about even mentioning it or how they're feeling. And so we, we really ask questions specifically to be able to just really bring it out on the table. Are you feeling, are you, are you having thoughts of when you hurt yourself? Those things and other mental health uh, questions that we have, so we can just that this is normal. Just like I said, like how much how uh, how much pain do you have? It's gonna it's same questions that are set up for mental health to capture yeah. those things right now. Uh, and we see it now that a lot of the mental health conditions are started or found um, in th- in the emergency departments because there's a lot of people that are uninsured or. To, do not know how or where to get help, oh, and we have interesting. Yeah, case managers to be able to set those uh, those uh, facilities or facilitate in uh, getting the help that they need or giving them in the right directions. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, kind of connected to that idea of, of getting out and about, I, I came across this article in uh, Aselvier, uh that was dated back in October 2017. So, kind of recent article. It was entitled "Physical Activity and Mental Health." It is more than just a prescription. And, and they were describing something I think uh, we believe has always been the case. And, and that is there, there is strong evidence that is being established for the effectiveness of physical activity as a treatment for mental health. Uh, the article kind of draws upon a, a wide array of study designs of populations from high, middle uh, to low income countries with uh, clinical and non-clinical mental health issues. And what they found is that there there are unique facilitators and barriers to physical activity that are not accounted for when we when we make the generalized statement that that physical activity can attend to mental health issues. And, and I think that uh, we all intrinsically understand that, right? We there are differences between those who are suffering from depression to those who 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 have other kind of severe mental illnesses. Yeah. There there's a difference between the recovering alcoholic and those who are enduring imprisonment, right? There's a difference between those who live in the lower echelon 
of the socioeconomic scale and those who live in the higher, right, in terms of accessibility to things like clubs and, and whatnot. Uh, how have you seen this uh, in your experience, Anthony, in the, in the sort of healthcare industry? Like, as you've seen folks come in um, into the emergency treatment ward with, with mental health issues that, that, you know, obviously we live in a, a really diverse area here in Montgomery County, and so you're going to get folks that are in the lower socioeconomic class and those in the hires. Well, mental health and diseases in general, it doesn't matter what type of class you are. It affects everybody. And so there's some that have better or are, are a little bit more equipped to be able to, to combat these things when they when mm. it's first discovered, and there's others that are not. And and so we don't want to let them slip through the cracks. And so that's why we have, um, you know, case managers and those type of areas to, or those type of professionals to be able to find the right track and, and fit them and, and, mm. and get them in the right uh, where they need to be, basically. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's so important that, yeah, there's, there's no discrimination here. Mental health and disease and all these type of things does not discriminate. That's true. And so um, for me, you know, early in recognizing this, I, I, I think about it every, every other once in a while. I'm, I'm thinking, what was it like if we um, – and maybe we do can get these numbers, but if we tracked – what kids face today when they didn't have the phones and they had to go outside and they mm-hmm, had to go exercise. Mm-hmm, yeah. What was the depressional rate or the mental health rate at that time compared to what it is now when we have basically the world at our fingertips with our phone, right? We think that we're being so connected with others and we're doing those things. Right. Time and time and studies show the more that we're on our phone, the more that we look at other people's photos and just kind of see, you know, that's our lifestyle. That's their lifestyle. We wish we had that lifestyle. It doesn't make us feel better about ourselves, right? right and not, right. we're not actually experiencing the world around us as, as people. We're looking through filters of other people and trying to meet other people's expectations. Yeah, and all that stuff is like curated. Oh, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And so it's, it's, it's a lot of the people that you have that are Instagram fi- followers, they have people that are holding up the lights, that are taking the photos yeah, for them. Yeah. They're, they're not people that are – there's very few that are out there actually doing it where you, you, know, yeah. you don't get perfect photos all the exactly. time. You don't do those all the time. You know? And they take hours in doing that. And so that's their lifestyle. That's what they make their money off those. But that's not realistic, right? And I think we were good in recognizing that when the magazines came out with all these skinny people and all these people looking perfect and they're airbrushed, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Now, you know, the, our cameras are so – we can add filters. We can put, position ourselves in a certain way. So what magazines used to do now, you know, is just tra- – it's, it's moved on to what technology does now where we look at the people on Instagram or Snapchat and believe that we can obtain those and this is how their life and this is what real life is when it's not everybody struggles. All these mental health conditions are, do not discriminate. It's crazy. I was, just, I was just watching this tech thing and, you know, Samsung came out with a new phone to – Galaxy S10, and there's actually a feature in the camera that will make your nose smaller. It will adjust your jawline to wow. make it look thinner. Like it's a Photoshop in your phone, so that you're, you you can look closer to the ideal picture of quote unquote beauty. Yeah, and that's just that, to me, it's just mind blowing. I'm just like, wow, people can do that now and just post it and, and feel like. This is what they are. Mm-hmm. And it's not, right? I, I feel, <laughs> you know, and then when they look in the mirror, they feel and they see the real thing. And it's just like, okay, this is right. not. And there's this that dissonance. Right. And, then, and then they get this cycle of, you know, okay, I got to do better. I got to be better. And so mm-hmm. we got to be careful with that. And so, again, uh, for us is that realizing, okay, this is, you know, experience the real world, getting out there and, and doing and staying fit with people um, is important, right? And it's not just. I, I can say, I mean, I've been in the medical field for a long time, probably over 17 years. 
And my first, one of my first jobs was working at a, a mental health uh, facility for adolescents and adults. And it, fitness at that time, you know, physical fitness, they had to be scheduled at least twice a day to go and do some sort of activity. Some sort of activity. Volleyball, basketball, it doesn't matter. They had to get up and move because we recognized, we were realizing that. And I think we've always realized it, but we were recognizing in that facility of the importance to get out there and get mm-hmm, physical. Mm-hmm. And, and why? Because in, when you're on the court or when you're playing volleyball, things happen, right? Like you'll get upset or the ball will hit you a certain way or things will happen. And this is where they can start building those um, uh, skills in order to be able to handle some stressful situations, right? right? right. And we're not talking about stress like a stress situation where I can't pay my bills or doing or some something's out happening, but something that you can control, right? How can you control your actions if you get hit a certain way? Is there skills that we can develop to be able to say, okay, hey, uh, I'm upset, I'm mad, I lost. But how can I control myself and calm down? And so that's why it was not only important to get the endorphins to be released, but actually setting up skills through through sports, you know, that they would be able to use in their real life situation. There's also like a uh, sort of a physiological um, event that's happening, even just being in, in with others doing physical activity. Uh, you talk about hormones like uh, neurotransmitters like serotonin that are that you know, kick up because you're, you're in the company of other folks. And that's one of those healthy neurotransmitters that, that, uh, that everyone needs to be able to experience. And you just don't get that from sort of virtual community. Uh, you know, this article goes on to say that, uh, to be effective interventions, interventions may need to be adaptable to individual differences in the dynamic nature of, of mental illness symptoms, uh, responses to medication, physical activity, motivation, ongoing mental health recovery processes, so it went on to say, like, this sort of one-size-fits-all intervention may not be suitable for all folks suffering from mental health issues. Uh, the article states that that improvements in fitness and interest-slash-enjoyment of physical activity were found to be the primary motives for men, both men and women, irrespective of the symptom severity. So in other words, it's likely that physical activity behavior cha- change processes evolve not as abrupt stages but rather gradual shifts so so the the encouragement here is it's it's important for us to understand that the generic prescription of of physical activity is not uh in and of itself sufficient to elicit mental health benefits but rather we ought to kind of as you were saying kind of tailor the kind of uh the kind the context the and the extent of physical activity to maximize people's opportunities willingness and commitment to engage in that activity it's just a part it's a puzzle piece yeah right there's there's a lot of in order for this mental health and and it affects a lot and it's just one part of the puzzle piece that we can fit in into the puzzle of, of this complex um problem an epidemic and and i think that's important we can't just leave it out right it, it makes the puzzle incomplete and so yes you know it's like anything else in fitness um it occurs over time right you know mm-hmm. if they tell people Take a photo. It's not even about measurements anymore. They'll ask you to take a photo when you first start from week one mm. to, to week 30 or whatever week that you're going to do to whatever you want to measure yourself yes, at. Yeah. Because it's not so much – you don't see the small changes. But when you compare a picture of week one even to week three or even week two, you'll see the changes overall yeah, in your body. Yeah, I've right? seen that. Yeah. And so it's the same thing in mental health, right? You're not going to feel better from walking in day one, right? But mm-hmm. then you can set up a – being uh, in a structured way of saying, I'm going to walk this time at this day, gradually we'll start building up that that piece of the puzzle to be able to sustain um, 
some sort of form of like happiness and enjoyment, you know, mm-hmm. through physical mm-hmm. fitness, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like for me when I when I first started, and it's just like okay, I'm, I I can run a mile, <laughs> you know. I was like, <laughs> wow, right? How much can I run now? Like, let me two miles, you right, know. And, right. and I've done marathons now, but it's it's slowly built over time, right, and you have right. to maintain it, right? I think uh, everything in in not just finances, but I'm not and and, and um, fitness and, and studying and all these things, a lot of people will feel, okay, graduating college and I got a degree and that's it, I'm done. It doesn't work that way, right? We right. always have to consistently stay learning and maintaining what we know because if we don't use it, we're going to lose it. And same thing with fitness. Right, right. If you're not working out, you're not maintaining what you need to maintain, you're going to lose it. And mm-hmm. so that's the same thing. Like it, it has to be structured and it has to be you're, – you're not – if you mess up in day one or day two, it's a, mm-hmm. it's, it's the long term. And some, we're always really focused on, I, I need a 30 day challenge. I need a 60 day challenge. Right. And it, it doesn't work that way. A lot right. of times people feel bad because they don't complete those challenges. Just think about it a step at a time. And yeah. it's the same thing with mental health. It's, you're, it's going to take a while and it's, it's a long road. Um, but you can stay, as long as you stay consistent and you maintain it, you, you yeah, and I, I think that's what this article is kind of mentioning that there, you know, there are some things that that facilitate us getting into phys- physical activity and, and experiencing physical activity, but there are barriers, right? And they were talking about income, they were talking about education, past experience, current behaviors, and I think this is why uh, um, this is the cool thing about FitRec and our company, right? This is this is why FitRec promotes the engagement of physical activity within the context of community. Yeah, uh, what would you say are some of the ben- benefits of community to I know you touched upon it a little bit, physical activity that addresses some of these concepts that were mentioned in this article. So what are some of the benefits of of doing physical activity, fitness in the context of community? Well, there's so many. I mean, first, I think fitness and sports have broken down barriers many, I mean, in the 1970s and the 1960s and so on. I mean, but when I'm in the basketball court, right, and I'm playing basketball or I'm playing any other sports, we're no longer we're no longer wearing our uniforms that we wear during the day, right? Mm-hmm. So I can be next to somebody that is a um, that is somebody that does construction, or someone that uh, builds homes, yeah. or somebody that uh, is cleaning homes. It, mm-hmm. it, you, you no longer see your titles, right? So you're just out there having fun and playing mm-hmm. sports. So it doesn't matter about the income, right? Right. You may right. have to. Have, I mean, it may cost a few dollars to buy a shirt and some shorts and some shoes to go out there and play whatever sport that you want to be able to play, but it's not thousands of dollars, right? I'm not right. paying a therapist $200 an hour or $30 an hour uh-huh, yeah, an hour to follow. Yeah, that's the cost. And and so the cost is just getting up and moving forward mm-hmm. uh, to getting out there and doing those, right? And how do you do that? And so you do it with the community. Right. And, and it's, it's, I I feel like I'm, I love being able to, with our company, it's an you are able to find people that are nearby you that want to do the same fitness or recreational sports that you want to be able to do. Yeah, it's pretty easy to do that. So. Yeah, and at, at your fitness level, beginner, intermediate, advanced, right? And then if you want to go do go play basketball one day, you're no longer having to wait and trying to find people to go play basketball with. You can find people nearby you that are doing that certain activity and go out there and and do it with them. And so, and there's other days where maybe you don't want to be able to do it. Maybe you want to make it, take a day off and be able to uh, walk on your own or go do a jog. Then you can go certainly do that. But you have the capability of find people that are nearby you that uh, that wants to do the same sort of fitness and recreational sports to be able to do that. And so, what does a community offer, right? And a lot of time it offers encouragement. Like they encourage you. CrossFit has gotten so big because of that. I think they feel like it's family orientating and it's encouraging people to do things that they never thought they would be able to do. Um, security, 
So it's, you know, if you're, I, I look at this, and one of the one of the reasons why I thought uh, of creating this is that I find people that run alone by themselves sometimes, or go biking alone. So many tragic deaths, or so many people that are just doing it by themselves and something happens to them. Or, you know, if they had a, a group of bikers, it might have been a little bit easier for, you know, vehicles to see them riding together instead of riding alone. And so um, it offers security in the way to be able to find people. You know, if there's a female in college that wants to go run around on campus and it's the evening because she has day courses, then she can find another female to go run around with and do those things. And so uh, definitely security that it offers and so much more, right? Um, but And we'll continue talking about it, you know, what what a community offers as well. But you know this company uh is is strongly based on 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 my faith and and I really truly believe that we're not meant to do or live alone and so we're supposed to be in a community and with people and surrounded with people who are that are like minded like yeah, us yeah yeah and maybe not like minded it can be in different it can open diversity. up a different yeah diversity yeah. and different perspective you know well, that's great, Anthony. Thank you so much. Uh, this is just our first episode of this new uh, season. Uh, there's so much that's coming up uh, with FitRec. We have a 2.0 coming out soon. Um, look out for our new webpage uh, and some, uh, some new merchandise that's going to be dropping soon. Uh, today, we looked at uh, mental health, the mental health epidemic that's affecting our communities in an unprecedented way. Uh, we also looked at how contextualized physical activity can be beneficial and is activated through community. I want to thank Anthony, the CEO of FitRec. Uh, in our next episode, we'll continue to unpack the benefits of fitness and community as it addresses every single facet of our life. Uh, subscribe to our channel, download our podcast, pick up our app in the Google Play Store or Apple App Store today. Uh, get connected with folks right in your area in a variety of different kinds of sports and activities, whether you're looking for a jogging buddy or a pickup game. The FitRec app will help you get and stay active because we're better together. That's right. Till next time. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.